Welcome back to the Junkie Sports Media Podcast today. So the NBA season is about to tip off here, and we are coming at you guys with our bold 2020-2021 NBA season predictions. Ladies and gentlemen, these are going to be quite bold, if I must say so. Davis, go ahead and kick us off. What is your first bold prediction for this season? My first bold prediction for this season are that the Indiana Pacers are not going to make the playoffs. Here's why. So I think both the Atlanta Hawks and the Wizards will be vying for that last spot. And I think we can all consider the Bucks, Nets, Celtics, Raptors, Heat, and 76ers as locks. So I think with the Hawks and the Wizards in the mix, and you also have the Hornets who could be surprising some people, the Magic, and I still think the Bulls are in that conversation too and could be kind of coming out of nowhere. I think because of those reasons, the Pacers didn't really make a lot of big improvements over this offseason. Sabonis could have a sort of Siakam-like regression where we saw Siakam kind of take a step down from his game when it came to returning um, to the bubble and those regular season games and in the playoffs, you know, he kind of just took a little bit of a regression level. And I don't think we're going to be able to expect that same high level of scoring from TJ Warren that we also saw in the bubble and Victor Oladipo coming off the injury. I mean, he's been, he was all right, but I, I still don't think we can just expect him Um we don't know exactly what to expect from Victor Oladipo. And so for those reasons, and especially because the Hawks and Wizards are going to be right there in it, and you have the Hornets, Magic, and Bulls all kind of knocking on that door, I don't think the Pacers make the playoffs. So do you want to talk about it, or do you want me to go into my next bold prediction? Uh, I just want to give a a brief response. Um, I would agree it is bold. um, But, yeah, no, I mean, there is a lot of these up-and-coming teams with a lot of young talent if that young talent sort of hits and clicks together for the season, I mean, yeah, I do think there is that possibility the Pacers sort of slip out of that playoffs. They, uh, they have a new head coach. And so, yeah, definitely possible. Do you, because also I don't know how, how much bigger Sabonis's ceiling is. I think kind of what we saw from him last year. Yeah, exactly. And so if, if he's not able to live up to that peak that we saw last season and plus, like I said, Victor Oladipo and TJ Warren might not be, you know, what we kind of think they might be going into this season. The coaching changes definitely play an impact on the culture that we've seen from the kind of never give up uh, Pacers team. And so, I don't know, there's just a lot of red flags for me for this team as to why they might miss the playoffs. Plus, if they're an eight seed or a nine seed, they could not make the playoffs just because they lose the play-in tournament to a hot, streaky young team coming in. So, I think that's – it sounds bold, but I don't – I – I would be able to, I would be willing to put some money on that happening. So going on to my my first one, or do you want to just rattle off your bold predictions? Let me just rattle all mine off and then you can rattle all of yours off. So my next bold prediction for this 2021 season is that the Philadelphia 76ers win the Eastern conference finals and go into the, um, the overall finals. I don't know if they'll win the finals or not. I'm not willing to make that take, but I think they'll win over the, over the Milwaukee Bucks specifically. And there are a couple of key reasons for this. First, they were 
they were one of the bigger underperformers last season. A lot of people expected, you know, oh, Ben Simmons might be able to shoot some threes this season. Oh, you know, there's just a lot of reasons why people were high on the 76ers going into the last season, but they didn't live up to the hype. You know, they didn't have a healthy Ben Simmons going into the um, going into the playoffs. And so that kind of impacted where how far they were able to make a run um, into the playoffs. Um, plus, they had a kind of suspect coach in uh, Brett Brown. But outside of the Lakers, in my opinion, we talked about it on our offseason episode, but they had they had a very good offseason in terms of, their, you know, getting a new coach, getting a new GM, um, getting a lot of good shooters um, around um, their, you know, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons duo. But, you know, kind of outside of that great offseason, Joel Embiid won't need to take as many threes specifically because – of some of the acquisitions they made in the offseason. So he can focus on, you know, protecting the paint, um, you know, blocking shots, cleaning the boards, and kind of playing that more traditional um, center down low. You know, yes, he'll still be taking some threes, but he won't be as – their offense won't be as reliant on him kind of creating some extra shots and space in the floor as much because they are going to be bringing in so much spacing and three-point shooters – and then on the backs, I think that they are going to be winning the Eastern Conference Final on the backs of the 2021's best defensive duo as well. And I think Simmons and Embiid, you know, we've, we've talked in the past about how great of a, you know, defensive season we can kind of come to expect um, from Ben Simmons. But Joel Embiid has always been a very good defender as well. So I think it, they're going to be in the running between – um, it's either going to be them or Kawhi Leonard, Paul George um, for the best defensive duo. And I think defense wins championships. And because, you know, Ben Simmons is a obviously a point forward type of guard. Um, he's able to, you know, guard the good wings out in the East. He's able to guard uh, Kevin Durant. He's able to guard Jason Tatum. He's able to um, him and Joel would be able to shut down uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of, defensively key metrics as to why they can make a deep run in the playoffs. And my final reason as to why they can make this deep run is that they might end up with James Harden after it's all said and done. You know, there's not a lot of teams that are able to put together a good solid young package. And yes, Ben Simmons might be involved in that, but any team that James Harden is on, um, I don't think you can discount them from, uh, you know, making a deep, deep run. And especially if Harden is, around a more traditional offense with, you know, other good shooters around him, you know, a great, a great, great, great center in the league. Um, you know, he's, he hasn't really played with a great center ever. Um, I don't know. You, his best center he's probably played with is Clint Capella, mm -hmm. but outside of that, like, I don't know. I think seeing James Harden, I mean, we, 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 I don't want to talk about this whole James Harden thing that much because we don't know if it's for certain, but the fact that they are in the running and he could end up there is another reason why they they could uh, potentially win the Eastern Conference Finals. Thoughts? Uh, I'll get into my thoughts in a minute. What, what's your last bold prediction? Because I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. So go ahead and tell me what your last bold prediction is. All right. My last bold prediction is that Carl Anthony Towns demands a trade before the season is over asks or demands demands Demand. so yeah i mean at this point in his career uh we can talk about it all all we want um you know how car anthony towns hasn't able, been able to 
um, be on a competing team in a long, like ever, ever. since he's gotten yeah. And at some point that's all going to kind of come to a culmination in an end. And if I, I see a scenario where they start, you know, two and 13 and cat is very upset, you know, it's not working out with D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Anthony Edwards is, might have to develop more than they were kind of hoping coming into this draft. Um, and, you know, if they don't have that immediate success, I think cat's going to get frustrated to the point where he realizes, you know, as a big man, specifically in the NBA, you only have a limited time frame, you know, before injuries start becoming a problem with your knees and before, um, you know, his value kind of starts to slip a little bit. And right now he has, you know, all like all NBA talent um, and is one of the best centers in the league and had, and he's very cerebral and knows that, you know, his trade value could be very high. And so if he gets to the point where he's just fed up with losing and eventually, you know, yes, they brought in D'Angelo Russell. They've tried to appease him for so long, but at some point it has to come to an end if they keep losing. And so I think that my last bold prediction is that Carl Anthony Towns demands a trade midseason and he gets the, gets out of there. Is there any teams that come to mind that you think would be front runners for Carl Anthony Towns? What about Sacramento? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I honestly didn't think about it that strategy. much. Um, yeah, I but is there any that you had in mind? I have, uh, I have one that I could think of off the top of my head that um, might be interesting to see if they make a trade for him would be the Thunder. Thunder of all these assets and sure. him with Shea. I mean, you're, they have all these assets because they want to bring in all this young talent. I mean, how old is Carl Anthony Towns? Like 24, 25? Yeah, he's young. young. I yeah. think that's someone they could – I mean, I don't know. That, that's just a team that comes to mind that not only has the cap space but would also fit that timeline and what that team is trying to do in terms of bringing in young talent. So The Miami Heat also come to mind. I think with a lot of these big players, I think the Heat will continue to come up, especially now that uh, Giannis has signed uh, the extension with the Bucks. You know, they're going to have to be looking at – some of these other stars, but you know, if they, yes, you know, you can say what you want about Bam Adebayo, but you know, I'd still probably rather have Carl Anthony Towns down there than I would Bam. Even, even if you can project Bam to be a good three point shooter a couple of years down the line. Um, but you know, if they're trying to continue winning now, I think Carl Anthony Towns only adds to that. And I think if he's demanding a trade, he's going to be trying to go, he's going to be coming up with a list of teams that have a winning culture and the Heat obviously have that. And so why not? Is Cat the most offensively gifted center in the NBA? 100%. I think Jokic is a close second, but I would agree. I think he is offensively in terms of what he brings to the table and weaknesses. I do think he's the most complete on that side of the ball. I, I do. I'm just going to put this out there. <laughs> I know this is totally unrelated. I think uh, since we're talking about Jokic, he could potentially win the MVP this season. I I don't I don't think that's that unrealistic to think that if they finish you know top one or two uh, seeds in the West, and I mean Nikola Jokic is still very young as well. Oh yeah, he continues to improve a little bit defensively and can get a little bit more consistent with his three point shot. His three point shots are already pretty good as a baseline right now, um, and it's pretty consistent, and reliable, but. 
you know, they lost Jeremy Grant, they lost uh, Torrey Craig. And so there's, there's still more points to be going around. And if Jamal Murray doesn't make that next big leap that people are kind of expecting from him after what they saw in the bubble, I think Jokic could be in that conversation. I think very highly of Nikola Jokic, specifically in his, like, his vision and his creation for other players. I think probably one of the best passing centers we've ever seen. I I want to say the best, but I, I'm sure I'm forgetting about someone off the top of my head right now. I, I feel know. like I, think I would agree with you. He's the best. Okay. Okay. Perfect. The only other ones I but, can see, Mark Gasol's a good one. Um, so that's my dark horse uh, bold prediction is that Nikola Jokic for MVP. Okay. All right. So uh, here, here are my three. So my first one, um, and this is where I'm going to touch in on your second bold prediction with the 76ers, um, which is James Harden gets traded for Ben Simmons to the 76ers at some point throughout the season. And that allows Philadelphia to make the NBA finals. So that's pretty much the same thing as what you had, except I don't know if you harped on as much about that trade happening. Um, and so I don't want to sit too much on that because I do have a, a dark bold prediction that I have in replacement of that, which I want to, uh, I'll wait for it at the end. Cause it's pretty bold. And I, right, I, right. I, know, I know there's a 50, 50 chance when I say it, you might walk off the set. So who knows? That's fine. So my second one is Zion Williamson has a healthy season. I know it's pretty bold, which is kind of funny that that has to be bold, but he has a healthy season. And as a result makes an all NBA team. And I just think the dude is, I mean, if he can have a truly healthy season and they're not putting him in bursts and can actually go out and play like steady minutes, the dude can average 28 easily. I mean, he, he it's, it's so weird. Like, when I watch him play, it's like he touches the ball. It, it almost reminds me of Clay Thompson in the sense of like he just doesn't touch the ball. And then next thing you know, you're like, whoa, it's a third quarter and the dude has 25. Like what just happened? Yeah. And you're like, I, I think I saw him touch the ball once. It makes no sense. He just – he's someone that can get points so quickly. And I think for him, it's just if he can play consistent minutes and he stays healthy, I think he averages 28. I think he's going to be an all-star this year just because of – the hype behind him and people are going to vote him in and want to see him in that. Oh, wait, actually, I tell you back. Well, they're not even having an all-star game this year because of COVID. Yeah, so I, know. I don't know how that's going to work. I'll take that back. But um, they'll come up with something. They'll come up with something. something. They might they might still award it because I know that's part of like contract yeah. stuff. So they maybe still award it to just not have a game or something. But um, I don't know. I, I do think if he can genuinely have a healthy season, I think he'll put up a stat line that will award him an all-NBA team, especially if the Pelicans make – that eight slot in the Western conference, which is where I think we have them, or we might have them on the fringe. I can't remember off the top of my head, but. Um, uh, the Pelicans. Yeah. Where we have pulled them? up. So we had them uh, going 10th. 10th. Okay. Was, so right behind the Warriors and yeah. Suns. So basically on that fringe of being in that playing, playing uh, situation, but um, definitely someone that if he's healthy and the Pelicans are playing well, he's someone that can make an all NBA team in my mind. And then my first bull prediction or my last bull, bull prediction before we get to my dark horse is Damian Lillard wins the scoring title this season, takes it away from James Harden, wins the MVP, and takes Portland to the Western Conference Finals. That's so a three-and-one bold prediction. I, I love it. Is, it. It, is, it is very bold. I think Damian Lillard, wow. what we saw in the bubble was incredible. The dude, the dude just puts the ball in the hoop. I mean, he's been taking just ridiculous threes. 
the amount of times you say oh this dude just like knows how to put the ball in the hoop oh he like it's like yes that's the goal of basketball and he can score he does it really well damian (laughs) is disgusting and i think we're gonna see a regression in james harden this year slightly i mean very slightly but i think damian lillard he's fat now i think this is gonna be the best season of his career i really do i think he is going to i think he wants to win in Portland. He wants this team. He wants to take this team to the finals. I don't think they're going to make it to the finals, but I think it's completely possible that he wins the scoring title this year. I think he's going to be absolutely insane. And I think if he can lead Portland to a top four seed in the West, I know you're really bullish and really high on uh, Portland. I'm not as high, but I do think there is that potential there for them to really do well in the West, really make a top four seed and potentially make a Western Conference run behind Damian Lillard as their MVP. So I like it. We we know we know how much I think of this Portland team. I know, I know. And how are. how trash you've talked about them in the past. So I'm just you're in a little surprised. Covington, but I'm okay. a little bit in love with uh, Robert Covington. But um, and so oh, also um, and I'm gonna overreact from the preseason yet again. Uh, Derek Jones oh, yeah. Jr. looks very nice for Portland. I must say, I called that didn't I? He looks nice, but hey, 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 it's just the preseason. But I ain't gonna overreact. He does look nice. Uh, but all right, so here's my dark horse bold prediction. Uh, I I will say before I get into it, I would implore you to not walk off the set, but I would understand if you choose to do so. It, I know this is a bold prediction. You will in no way agree with. All right, let's hear it. I'm ready. Trey Young finishes the season top five in MVP voting. I hate you so much. Oh my god! All right. One of the primary reasons we talked about with, or I talked about, I guess, with Luka Doncic winning MVP this year is my pick. Is if he can just continue to make these minor adjustments across the board. I mean, he was already in the MVP conversation last year. Talking about Luka makes these minor adjustments continues to improve his game. Like if, if, if he doesn't even make a, a massive jump this year, like he's still in the MVP conversation and that's why he's my pick this year is because I continue to expect him to grow. Trey young averages so 29 and nine. The dude yeah. is disgusting. And I think with the roster they have around him in Atlanta and they went out and they absolutely killed it in this off season. I without a doubt think it's possible for them to, really move up in the East. I think they're a team that can really be unexpected this season. I think they're either going to be really mediocre or just absolutely nasty. And people aren't going to, it's going to be a similar OKC thing where, I mean, not as big of a difference, but they're just going to make a massive leap up in the standings in the East. And if they do that, it's going to be because Trey Young is playing out of his mind. And I mean, if they can finish in that four or five seed out in the East, I mean, they're, that means they're really getting ahead of some very good teams out there. It means they're probably getting ahead of teams like Philadelphia, potentially Miami, potentially Boston, Toronto. Like these are good teams. And so if they can get in that four or five seed um, and it's Trey Young putting up 33, 32 points a game, 10 assists. I don't know how you, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you can't give it to someone that does that. So I mean, I my only bold. problem with it's that, and I'm only going to be in the conversation for it's what I mean. He's not, he, he, I don't think he's going to win it, 
but I think you he said, you did say top five, top five in right? MVP voting. Correct. So, okay. My only problem with that, and I am only talking about this because I did not walk off the set and I'm very proud of myself for that. Um, but is because if he's finishing top five, who's getting kicked out of that conversation? Because I think Luka Doncic will absolutely be in there. Yeah. Giannis is not going anywhere. LeBron's not going anywhere. Kevin Durant will be there. Um, Steph Curry will be there. We You already talked about Damian Lillard. That's already six people in Kawhi. Like, do you want me to keep going? Like, who is he kicking out of there to be able to – I would like, I just don't understand. Kawhi. I would say in that scenario, uh, Kawhi, KD, and Steph are all out. And Dame. So three Western Conference teams that don't really aren't impacted by the Hawks that much. The, the reason success. why is because again, I think KD winning an MVP or being in that upper echelon conversation is quite bold, especially because he's coming off an Achilles injury, and they're on a brand new team. They haven't played together. Um, I think for Steph to potentially win it, the Warriors need to be as a team fantastic this year. And so, and it's not. Someone- I think they have a lot better chance of being, um, you know, a top four team than the Hawks do. And I don't think that's even like a something we need to be four? discussing. Yeah, like in their conference. Yeah, like for the like like final seedings going into the playoffs. Not a chance. The Hawks are the Hawks are a better team than the Warriors. Okay, we also haven't seen either of these teams play, and they are both radically different rosters than what we've ever seen. In a seven-game series, would you rather take right now the Atlanta Hawks or the Golden State Warriors? The Warriors. I I think it's a sweep, too. Yeah. Davis, don't be outrageous. Come on, you're the one that was being outrageous saying that the Portland Trailblazers in our previous episode should not be over the uh, Utah Jazz. And here we are talking about how yeah, uh, Portland is going to be going to the – I think I might have just subliminally, like, convinced you that the Portland Trailblazers are going to be better. And the GMs agree with me, funny enough, if you look at the GM survey. When's but the last anyway. time GMs have ever been right in the NBA? Never. I feel like they're pretty competent. They're more in the loop about basketball and player development than, you know, your everyday average fan. Not, not, not the junkie sports media. That is true. That's why Adam Silver, I'm looking directly at you. We were waiting for those award ballots. We will single-handedly do it. Anyway, sorry. I mean, it is bold, but I do think it's possible if the Hawks can get in a fourth or fifth seed. and I just don't want to keep talking about this. It's not happening. I'm sorry. It's bold, but I don't know. I think it's no, definitely it's not happening. within the realm of possibility. I I don't live in that universe. I don't know what universe that's happening on. The I mean, one in your background, potentially. That, I mean, I would say it's as bold as saying the Portland Trailblazers are better than Utah Jazz. I think both Jimmy Butler and Devin Booker would win MVP before Trey Young is even talked about in that conversation. That Okay, Davis, that's stop it. it. Stop, <laughs> stop it. That's outrageous. Oh, you're outrageous. outrageous. We're both outrageous. That's why this is the bold predictions episode. Trey, Trey you're Young, welcome. Trey Young in his second season put up a better stat line than Devin Booker or Jimmy Butler could even dream about. Dream. Okay. I said I'm, what I'm I not, said. I said what I said. Yeah, and they were one of the worst teams like ever. But whatever. Not at Horrible all. Defense. Did they finish Horrible last? defense. Horrible no? defense. Yeah, they were very close. They're in the running. 
when they're in the water soup they're not they're, they're typically not good at defense when you have a young team you're not gonna be known for defense that's okay. Yeah, Cam Reddish is a pretty good defensive wing. Um, uh, I would not say pretty good defensive wing. Sorry, exceptional? What do, what, what do you want me to say there? I would say mediocre at best. You need to watch some more Hawks games. I watch all yeah. the games. I <laughs> oh, you watch every Pelicans game. You watch every Hawks game. You watch every game ever. I get Break it. I problem. MVP, so I don't know. I said what I said. I mean, not, not while Luke is in the league. 0% chance. Luca and Giannis and potentially Zion are just going to play around with the MVP <laughs> conversation for the next 10 years. All right. We're, we're a little uh, too bold. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Bold predictions. Trey Young and Zion will both win at least, but likely only one MVP apiece at some point in their career. I think Jaw wins it before both of them. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, you just forget about like key players in this league that are young. Donovan Mitchell wins it before both of them. No, that's a lie. That that's what I said. That's true. I said what I said. I think, I think Ja Morant. If I had, if I had not, now you're making me think. If I have Ja, Zion, and Trey in a list, I also think Cade Cunningham wins it before all of them. I said it. Okay. I said it. Trey Young's first, Zion's second, Ja's third. That's blasphemy. And with that blasphemy, we're going to wrap up this bold predictions episode because we're we're at the point where we are off the rails with our takes right now. And we need to stop ourselves before the internet scorns our takes forever into the abyss that is known as the dark web. So without further ado, thanks for watching. Peace. Peace.